Welcome on in, everybody, to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, I'm your host, Gino Camilleri, riding solo on this fine Tuesday evening, January 22nd, 2019. Still weird to say. And I think... As Eagles fans, we're a little bit heartbroken. It's a little over a year since we got to experience that NFC Championship game. But last Sunday, we got to see the Saints go down in a bitter fashion. It's kind of a little sweet revenge to see them go down after they were uh, took dreams and nightmare and tried to make it their own. But as the old adage goes, Dak Prescott and Jason Garrett like to say, winners focus on winning and losers focus on winners. And I think the Saints got a little too held up. Focusing on the Eagles, and they really had home field advantage throughout that game. It came down to that penalty that should have been called, but clearly, Saints had home field advantage. The Rams, their backs were against the wall. They did everything they could. They came out, and they deserve a a right to play in the Super Bowl. And that 2016 draft class, first top two picks, really came back in a good way. People were not so high on Carson Wentz. They didn't know if Jared Goff was much more than a system quarterback, which many people still think he is. But hey, he's playing in a Super Bowl. Wentz has a ring. And poor Jeff Fisher. He now has two quarterbacks in back-to-back years that he coached that are going to be starting in a Super Bowl against Tom Brady. Kind of crazy to figure out, uh, to think about. But that's going to lead us in just talking about Jared Goff and Carson Wentz and how good that draft class was at the top end with the quarterbacks. And we're going to shift into a little draft talk. Lou and I, we're going to start to preview this team, break it down position by position, a lot of the needs that this team is going to to have to address because, frankly, they're starting to get into that that transition period. They're, Carson Wentz going to have to get paid soon. You have a lot of veterans that aren't going to be able to get paid. You don't know if you're going to have that money for them, i.e. Brandon Graham, Ronald Darby. You have a lot of young guys that are going to fill positions, and you have a lot of draft picks this year. Right now, you're sitting with nine draft picks after you got the two comp picks, one in the fourth, one in the sixth. The Eagles are sitting right now with a one first-round pick, Two second-round picks, so that's two picks in the top 64 of a very good draft class, in my opinion. Third, we traded that away to the Detroit Lions for Golden Tate, but hey, who knows? He might be coming back. He's been saying high things about the Eagles franchise in this offseason. Mentioned a couple times that he may want to come back. So in the fourth round, you have two picks. One of them is a comp pick. Fifth, you have one which is your own pick. The sixth round, they have two, one of which is a comp pick. In the seventh, you have one. So right now, in Howie season... You have nine draft picks. Last year, that that was a small class. You had five guys. A couple of them made pretty big impacts, and a couple you're really hoping pan out in the next couple years. Jordan Mailata, I know a lot of people in that organization expect him to be the left tackle of the future. And with Jason Peters with a hefty cap number, he may be gone. So we may be trying to look for that left tackle sooner rather than later. So, like I mentioned, Lou and I will be breaking that all down But now we have two big games, not in the NFL, but in the college ranks that are really going to put a step forward and put more tape out there for a lot of these guys that are going to be in this upcoming draft. Last week was the East-West Shrine game, which I got to catch. It was a very entertaining game. A lot of good talent in that game, and this week upcoming is the big one. 
Reese's Senior Bowl. I, I wish I could have got down to Mobile. I had the chance to get down there through the Scout Academy with uh, Dan Hatman. But hopefully next year I'm down there, get a, a bird's eye view. But I've been following it pretty closely. Follow along those the guys at the Draft Network, which are also a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. They are putting out a ton of great ton- content, breaking down the practices as they continue throughout the week and as they get into the game time come this weekend, and this is uh, this is my favorite time of the year. I, I really feel like a kid on Christmas. I've really stepped away from looking at mock drafts and actually watching these prospects. I I tell everybody on, on Saturdays, I watch college football from basically 12 p.m. to 1 in the morning. I'm a big Oregon Ducks fan, so to catch those Pac-12 games, you have to be up. So I've seen a lot of these guys play. I really haven't broken down a ton of them, but if you look at the, the tape and look at the guys from the East-West Shrine game, which we'll get into, and the Senior Bowl, there's a lot of talent at a lot of different positions. Howie Roseman mentioned it. This is a very heavy class with defensive line, and the Eagles, they may be looking at a lot of replacements. Who knows what the future holds for Tim Jernigan, for Brandon Graham, for Chris Long. Michael Bennett may not even be back. You don't know these things, so they're really going to have to invest there. In regards to the safety position, Who's going to be the heir apparent to Malcolm Jenkins? He's starting to get towards the wrong side of 30 soon, soon enough. Rodney McLeod has a high cap hit. So that's what this show is going to be. It's going to be a little quick hitter show. We're going to get into the, the stars of the East-West Shrine game at some positions that really the Eagles are going to have to address. And as we get into the Senior Bowl, just really some names that you could keep an eye on. I, I highly suggest all of our listeners watch that game this weekend. There's a lot of talent and a lot of guys you're going to be seeing picked on the first, second, and third day, frankly. But you're going to see a lot of these guys in the Senior Bowl, picked in the top three rounds. That's what they're there for. They're there to get their draft stock up. A lot of these seniors, smaller school guys sometimes that are trying to get more tape out there for these scouts to see, and that's what it's going to come down to. So come back, come right back, and we'll get into who are the all-stars of this East-West Shrine game at positions of need for the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll catch you after the break on Lockdown Eagles. Welcome back, everybody, to the second edition of this January 22nd edition of Lockdown Eagles. So, as I mentioned before the break, we're going to get into who were some of the guys that caught my eye at a couple positions of need for the Eagles in this East-West Shrine game. So, we're going to start off, like they said, defensive line. This defensive line group from top to bottom, absolutely stacked. In this East-West Shrine game, you're looking at guys who are trying to get their draft stock up from that day three, those four, five, six, seven rounds, to that maybe a third round. Maybe a guy in the sixth gets his stock up to the fourth. These aren't big name guys. This is this is the one that not as many scouts go to, but there is talent. And what I saw this weekend, there were guys that the Eagles, frankly, could definitely use on their team. So starting off, we're going to start in the interior defensive line with Daniel Wise. He's out of Kansas. He's a six foot three, two hundred ninety pound, absolute brick house of a man in the middle. He had a pretty solid game for the interior. He ended with four tackles. He had half a sack. He looked solid in the run game. He's a big body, and Fletcher Cox definitely is going to have to have that guy next to him. Now that you Haloti Nada might be gone, Tim Jernigan. We keep mentioning him. He may not be back. He doesn't have. A lot of guaranteed money in his contract. So they might just say, hey, Tim, 
Thank you for your service. We we got enough out of you. We can't really expect you to contribute if your back continues to be a problem. Who knows? That could be an option. But Daniel Wise, this guy, he looked solid. He was a stud up front on the defensive line. And two others on the defensive line really caught my eyes. Jordan Brelford out of Oklahoma State, six foot three, two hundred fifty pounds, very solid body. He's very top heavy. Has a big wide frame. He ended with three tackles, one tackle for loss, one sack, and one fumble recovery. He definitely, in my opinion, was the MVP of this game. Coming off the edge, he was lightning quick. His spin move, uh, Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation tweeted a video. His spin move was absolutely electric. It was lightning fast, and he dominated that level of competition at the East-West Shrine game. And so did one of my favorite players, Justin Hollins out of Oregon. He was one of my favorites watching that defense last year. Oregon's defense isn't the best. And they tend to get guys that are more athletic and not as big of frames. And Justin Hollins, he's a big boy. He's six foot five, but only 242 pounds. Very lengthy frame. If you remember a couple years ago, uh, Deion Jordan, he was highly regarded out of Oregon. He was one of those guys. He had that very long frame. Needs to develop into his body, but has all the tools. He had an absolutely monster day. Ended with 10 tackles, 2 sacks, and 3 tackles for loss with 1 fumble recovery. He's a guy that if you develop him, you you look at a guy like Josh Sweat, who they didn't grow into their body yet. They didn't grow into that position. Oregon runs a 3-4, so he was coming off of the edge out of an outside linebacker position most of the time. But if you can groom a guy like that, bring him in, you're 2-3, and you're going to start to see the rewards. And he's going to be a guy that on that third day when you're looking for solid talent, he is going to be available. And that's one name I highly suggest you guys all check out his performance in this game and a couple Oregon games as well because he really is, he has flashes of greatness. He just needs to develop into a 4-3 edge to fit the system and he has to develop into his body. And that's what you're going to see a lot with these guys is they're, they're developmental prospects. And that's what you're looking for on day three. You're looking for your guys that in years two, three, and four, make those next steps and really start to contribute down the road. You look at Avante Maddox. He's an outlier an outlier for the Eagles. They drafted him in the fourth round thinking, okay, he could step in in a year or two. He came in and contributed greatly. And then on the other side of the ball, you, on day three, you drafted a guy like Jordan Mailata. Never played football in his life. A lot of these guys either have limited experience playing football. They're very raw. You hear that term a lot thrown around in this. Or they're just smaller school guys, who, or they were injured. There's a lot of these things that come into play. But there is talent. And Dan Hammond in the Scouting Academy always told me, don't look at what they can't do. Find what they can do, and they can grow off of that. You can always fix a lot of these things in these guys. It's just how... what talent do they have that you see that fits your system and a lot of these guys have it and another guy that was on a team that really got overlooked was Terry Godwin out of Georgia he was the all-star on offense for this game you had guys like Riley Ridley that took a bulk of the of the receptions in that offense Terry Godwin, he could take the top off the ball. He finished with upwards of over 15 yards per reception in this game. It was actually 20 yards per reception. He ended with four receptions uh, for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Very solid game. And the Eagles, they need a field-stretching wide receiver. He's one of those guys late in those rounds when you're trying to find guys who have 
two or three individualized skill sets that benefit your team. You look at a guy like Matt Collins a few years ago. They saw him as a field-stretching wide receiver. Who knows what he's going to bring back? But if you have a guy late in the late in the draft like Terry Godwin who could take the top off the ball, has played SEC football at a high level, that's somebody you're going to want to keep your eye on. So we're going to move back to the other side of the ball with a, a guy that really caught my eye. I, I, I've never heard of him until this game. It is uh, Trey Watson. He's linebacker out of Maryland. Six foot two, two thirty six. Pretty stocky frame. He, but he wasn't scared of contact. Yeah, he finished with five solo tackles, four assisted, nine in total, one sack, and one tackle for loss. These Eagles, they got to find some depth at that linebacker position. It's really hurt them with Nate Gary. You can't really rely on him. Jordan Hicks. Who even knows if they sign him back? So right now. You're only guaranteed Nigel Bradham. They have to find depth there. And Trey Watson, he's a guy, he could play the middle. He, he needs to put on a little size, a little mass, but he's not afraid to take on contact. He really caught my eye. And we're, we're going to finish up with one guy that didn't have eye-popping numbers in this game, but throughout the week I was reading how great he looked in practice and how he was the top guy. And everybody's been shouting from the rooftops, the Eagles need a running back. And Divine Ozigbo out of Nebraska. I don't know what it is with those Big Ten guys, but they they just come up with some trucks of running backs. This guy is super bottom heavy. His legs are massive, but he he just stays balanced. He's got a lot of good vision. He can hit those holes. And I, I'm going to go and study him more. I'm going to try and write up something on him because he, the Eagles have to find guys to play the running back position. And Joe Douglas, a characteristic of him drafting, is waiting to day three. And you have a guy like Devine who had flashes in this East-West Shrine game, didn't get a ton of carries, but the scouts were there. They saw him in practice. They were highly regarding him, so... You're going to have to come out of this draft with a lot of replacement pieces, and that's where you make your bread, is in those late rounds. And the Eagles are going to have to capitalize on that. But the first two rounds, you have two picks in the top 64, and that's where guys in the Senior Bowl come up this week are going to come into play. So right after this, we're going to come into to the Senior Bowl Talk about some names, some guys that you're going to want to keep an eye on this week. And one prospect, in my opinion, that is my draft crush that I'm going to crush on for the next couple weeks, next couple months, because this guy is one person I want in an Eagles uniform at pick 25, and I really think it could happen. So come on back for another segment of Locked on Eagles. All right, everybody, welcome back to the final segment of this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Once again, I am your host, Gino Camilleri. We're moving from the East-West Shrine game, moving up to the big boys, the Senior Bowl. This is the big one. There's scouts galore down there. There's, If you just looked at the weigh-in, there's hundreds of scouts just watching guys weigh in. They were out on the practice field, everybody getting different perspectives out there. I highly suggest, once again, following along with those Draft Network guys. It is a great resource. They have write-ups on many different players at many different positions. And we're going to try and get them on the podcast coming up in these next couple months since they are our partners at the Lockdown Podcast Network. So it's a great resource to have. So you're moving into this game. This is the game where you get the big-name guys. So looking at the the quarterback position, you got the the big names like Tyree Jackson. You have Will Greer. You have Jared Stidham. You have 
you have all of these names that are going to be at the top end and like I mentioned in the first segment I'm so thankful we got one of those two guys in the 2016 class who maybe after two Sundays from now both have Super Bowl rings this is a class quarterbacks not too great but good thing for the Eagles there's a ton of talent at the positions of need and I'm going to start it off with the one guy that every single Eagles fan needs to keep an eye on needs to pay attention to and is my draft crush, like I mentioned before the break. And that is Nasir Adderley. You're probably thinking, who the heck is that? I thought the same thing about a month and a half ago. Then he, his name started coming up in these these draft circles, and I started to look into him more. He's a six foot, 200-pound safety out of Delaware, out of the FCS. This kid flashes unbelievable ball skills. He flashes playmaking skills to to lay some hits on guys. He's not scared of contact. He He's very aggressive at the catch point. The only downside to his game is he takes some bad angles at times, and he played smaller school football. But the thing that I, I remembered from last year's draft when the Eagles drafted Dallas Goddard that Joe Douglas said that really resonated in my mind is that when you're drafting small school prospects, the one thing they have to do dominate. You look at a guy like Dallas Goddard last year in the FCS for South Dakota, he absolutely killed it. He was one of the best tight ends, best all-around receivers. He dominated that talent level, and that's what Nasir Adderley does on tape on Delaware. He goes out there, and he is the best player on defense, I'd say about 95% of the time, and you could just see the talent that he has compared to everybody else in that conference, and I highly suggest you go watch some tape on him, watch at least a game of him at, at Delaware, read a lot of the write-ups because he's he's a piece that fits into this Philadelphia Eagles mold. He's very versatile, can play corner positions. He's a guy that you could bring in right away, play sub-packages next year when you have three safeties. You see how reliant the Eagles are on three safeties at times and how much of a big loss Rodney McLeod was. You couldn't replace him with Corey Graham, who frankly shouldn't even have been playing last year. He, he didn't have the range to get out to the numbers. He didn't have the speed. He couldn't play man coverage. He couldn't play zone coverage. Frankly, couldn't do anything right. Trey Sullivan kind of got better as the year went on, but really, do we want to rely on Trey Sullivan? Malcolm Jenkins, we all know how great he is, but there has to be an heir apparent to that position. The Eagles may have to drop some money at those positions to get out from some money, mind you. And Rodney McLeod might be that option. So you really need a guy like Nasir Adderley who can come in and play right away, contribute right away. But there are some other good safeties out there that I I want you to keep an eye on as well. Uh, Jaquan Johnson out of Miami. He's one name that I've, I've read a little bit about. Starting to catch my eye a little bit. But Nasir, I'm going to keep coming back to him. He is the guy. But we move to a position that is well more highly regarded in this draft, and that is the defensive line position. I'm just going to go down and just solely read some names very quickly that are are just eye-popping, that they're playing in this game, that they want to elevate their draft stock because in other years, they would be high draft picks. You got a guy like Jalen Jelks out of Oregon, had a down season before this season, People were regarding him as a late-round, first-round pick. Now he's falling out of favor. As an Oregon fan, I saw that he he 
didn't have as great of a season as he had his junior year. He's still one of those longer range guys. He's six foot six, two hundred forty five pounds, quite like Justin Hollins, who needs to develop in their bot their bodies, find their position. Are they a three four outside linebacker? Are they a four three edge? Really figure it out. He's one of those guys. You go to Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State. He is really the bell of the ball on the defensive side of the football for me. Outside of Nasir Adderley, he's a guy that is starting to get pushes into the first round. A lot of people that I've seen have been mocking him to the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a six foot six, two hundred forty five defensive end, but he is—he's not a lengthy two forty five. He has some mass to him. He is a big boy. He's got that power rush to him. If you've seen a couple videos out of him from practice today, he was absolutely dominating offensive linemen all day long, and. He, you just see it. Defensive tackle, too. Daylon Mack out of Texas A&M. Um, who else do we got? We got Kingsley Kiki out of Texas A&M as well. Isaiah Bugs out of Alabama. You watched him play all season long in the SEC. He had a great year, in my opinion. But these guys, they're just trying to elevate their draft stock, and this is where they do it. And I, I think a lot of these names are going to start to move up into this second and first round discussion, a lot like a Montez Sweat and a Nasir Adderley. And... Moving down the ball a little bit, you have positions in need at corner as well, I'd say. So keep an eye out for Rockison. He's a local guy out of Temple. I'm sure a lot of Eagles fans know him. Pretty solid guy. Definitely has to develop a bit. Could be in for a big week. Hopefully is in for a big week. I, I, I like to root for those Temple guys since they are around Philadelphia. So it would be good to see him rise up. There's so many. I, I just look at these rosters and it's just loaded with talent all around. You go to the running back position. You have Dexter Williams out of Notre Dame. A lot of people are looking at him. And the wide receiver class. Whew, man, oh man, is this a good one. You look at these guys. You have David Sills. You have Hunter Renfro. You have Debo Samuel. You have Anthony Johnson. One of my personal favorites living in Buffalo. I watch every single game of AJ. He had a great, great year. And it just goes to show you that this is the time of the year where you really have to have a great scouting room. You look at Joe Douglas and Howie Roseman over the past couple years, they have had great draft classes. And you've seen that since Joe Douglas has come in. Joe Douglas has always been a great evaluator of talent. Howie Roseman, prior to Joe Douglas, wasn't the best. You look at some of those Eagles draft classes prior to Chip Kelly, they are just bad. I don't even want to read off some of the names like Danny Watkins, for example. That one still grinds my gears. And even when Chip was here with Marcus Smith, like we are so far advanced in regards to scouting and player development, how we draft as we were 10 years ago. We're not drafting for need anymore like we did with a Danny Watkins. We're drafting the best players available. And this is the year, this is the time of year, rather, that scouts make their money, that Joe Douglas and Howie Roseman make their money. So as we continue to talk about this draft class, just keep in mind that the Eagles are sitting in a position with some of the best evaluators in the draft. For Howie Roseman to have nine picks is just unfair. For him to have anything over seven is unfair. And you know this is hashtag Howie season. He is going to end up with more than nine picks because they have to replace a lot of talent on this roster. They're going to have to pay Carson Wentz, which is going to cut the amount of money they could spend in free agency. And they frankly have to get in young talent to develop 
behind a lot of these older guys in Malcolm Jenkins, in Jason Peters, in the interior offensive line. You don't know what's going on with Jason Kelsey. So as we continue to move throughout this week, as we continue to move through draft season, you're going to see names pop up that are going to get recognition by the Eagles. You're going to hear chatter from scouts. So just pay attention. And like I said, follow as many draft guys as you can. This is my favorite time of the year. It should be your favorite time of the year. It's hashtag Howie Season. And on that note, we're going to take it to the end of this edition of Locked on Eagles. Thank you so much for joining me on this Tuesday edition. Tomorrow, me and Lou will get into it, breaking down the positions of need for this team. And frankly, guys, you're going to hear me talk a lot about this draft. There's a lot of people that know it better than myself. But... Make sure you're doing some research. Make sure you know what's going on because Joe Douglas and Howie Roseman, they sure are. You got to be excited about this time of the year. Even though the Eagles aren't in the Super Bowl, it's a good time to be an Eagles fan. A lot of building building blocks to work off of. And thank you very much for joining me. Have a great night, everybody. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.